0: Welcome into the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It is ten oh two on a very, very rainy Tuesday. I'll tell you what, that drive to work this morning was uh was not fun. However, I'll tell you what was fun, cashing that bet. Cashing that bet that I placed back in the summer. Michigan plus eight fifty hit. Congrats. Last Absolutely. Second favorites to win. I think they were the sixth at the time. Sixth. Wow. Yeah, at the time they were sixth. And, you know, I just had a feeling. I took the bet, it hit. Life is good. Life is good. I tell you who life is not good for this morning, and that is Washington. When you look at the game last night, of course, Michigan winning the game uh by a score of thirty-four to thirteen at halftime. You know, when Washington made that push late, Jim Harbaugh made a made a very gutsy call. They're on their last position possession before halftime. Did not pay off. Washington goes down, scores, puts them down only seven at that point. And you start to think, okay, we might have a ball game in the second half. We might have a good ball game indeed. Well, we did not. Score at halftime was 17-10. to 10. Michigan immediately comes out and scores. Washington does not recover. They, they do don't not.
1: recover from the first two run plays almost. I
0: mean, really they didn't. But I mean, it was 14 nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you let Michigan get that big of a lead on you. And we knew going in that Michigan was probably going to win. And I even said yesterday, I said, I don't know if Michigan's going to win by two scores, but I feel like they could. Well, I meant three. So that was uh, – how would you rate – I guess we'll go around the room here. How would you rate the overall quality of the championship game? First of all, ESPN – uh, terrible production was terrible did everybody's audio and video keep going in and out the whole night uh, not that i could tell okay yeah. so, so my audio and video kept going out the entire entire game so i eventually have to just watch it on my phone <laughs> and it's like okay well this this is just whatever but uh production quality f i'm gonna give that an f the overall quality of the game though uh it didn't really wow me
1: did you think it was going to?
0: It, a part of me did, but at the same time, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be one of those C-plus games, C games, maybe even a C-minus. Um, you know, you look back to last year, it was obviously better than last year. Last year's was an F. This year they might have upgraded to a C-minus or right out of C.
1: Yeah.
0: this is just an average game. It felt like you were just sitting there on a Saturday, midday, waiting on your game to start at 7.30 – and you were just watching whatever was on TV at the time. You're not really into it, and you can't really get into it. Nothing exciting is really happening. But I would give it overall a C grade. Brett, how are well, you, sir?
1: I'm good. Like you said, the drive-in was miserable. Um, you know, weather <laughs> – just just terrible out there, to be honest. Uh, you know, I didn't catch myself watching a whole lot of the game. I was surprised by the game. I yeah. thought it was going to be better played like you thought. I mm-hmm. mean, these are – Two potential first-round draft pick quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I think they've – McCarthy's really fallen off ever since the Stallions thing came about.
0: He's dropped to, I think, the fifth-best overall quarterback. I mean, but I was looking yesterday
1: just seeing – looking at the Titans, Uh you know, what they were going to do at seven, and McCarthy was still being mentioned up there near the top. Really? You know, which is surprising. Penix might have hurt himself a little bit being an older guy, like a 24-, 25-year-old quarterback. Right. Didn't have a game on a big stage. He had some big stage games against – you know, pack 12 teams or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, I'm I'm kind of with you, but you know, I'm ready to get there for our team. Absolutely. You know, still want that experience, whether good or bad.
0: Well, and if history repeats itself, I think Michigan won it in '48 and eventually won it again in '97. Mm. Tennessee won it in '51, wins it in '98. Michigan wins it in '97, wins it in 2023. Tennessee wins it in 1998 (laughs) wins it in 2024 possible i don't know marcus you're awake i am
2: uh i'm gonna give it honestly a c plus almost a b minus and i say that because at the very start going down uh 14 to 3 in the in the first quarter i really thought washington was going to give it away. I thought we were going to experience what we experienced last year with Georgia and TCU. And so I was worried once again, we'd have another really just awful um, championship game. And then they made it a game by halftime being down by a single score. You score two field goals between both teams, keeping it uh, a seven point game heading into the fourth quarter. I really thought Washington's defense played extremely well. For what was expected of them, especially after giving up those two scores in the first quarter. Uh, It's just Washington's offense couldn't get it going uh, when they needed to. And so they ran out of gas. So the defense ran out of gas and gave up two scores in the fourth quarter. So it was definitely a better game. I wish Washington could have gotten there and kept it a little closer. But yeah, it was... uh, uh, congrats to Michigan for now, until they potentially get it vacated.
0: Max Verstappen's sombrero has chimed in, says that was like a NASCAR short track race, boring and no passes. That's actually a really good analogy. Well, Washington's offense that like they could not get the running
2: game going like, at no. all, and so yeah, once they fell behind, <laughs> yeah, and it just it hurt them. I think I think they have they are the type of offense I think that needs that balance and they just did not have it. So, uh, it's unfortunate for Washington. Um, they still got a couple of good receivers who I believe will have shots at the draft. I know oh, yeah. one of them will. Um, I think Phoenix will probably be, I don't know, second round, maybe uh early third round pick. So he's still going to have an opportunity. I think he, even with his age, I think he still has an opportunity to be drafted. I don't think it's going to be high. I definitely think it losing this game probably will give scouts the recency bias. Um so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting coming up into the off season, especially during the combine and everything seeing mm-hmm. what some of these guys from both of these teams can do to prove. I don't think JJ McCarthy is going to be a, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback in my mind. I would put him towards the Penn State quarterbacks of recent like uh, Christian Hackenberger, um, stuff like that, like guys who might look good in college, but I just don't think they're NFL guys. I just don't almost think like JJ... Casey
0: Clawson in a sense. He yeah. did very well in college, and it just—I don't even know if he played in the NFL. Period. I know uh, he played in the CFL for a minute.
2: Yeah, not to my knowledge. I don't think he did play in the NFL and so, the
0: NFL Europe when that was a thing.
2: Yeah, so I—I I, I think JJ will probably—he can also come back to school. That's true. He could.
0: He may want to defend his title.
2: Well, or will be it be without Harbaugh? Well, that's the that's next the
0: big question. question. Yeah. yeah, That's the next big question. It's like, what happens to Jim Harbaugh? But I think we have to look at this, and I think somebody actually posted this to Twitter. Um, you know, everybody's doing the same thing they were doing. They just so happened to do it at an extreme level and got caught. It's like, we all know that Kansas basketball cheats. Kansas basketball, that's where it all started. And Phil, when he calls in, he'll even tell you. It all started at Kansas. Adolph Rupp, Bear Bryant. That's where it all started, because that went to Kentucky, gets picked up at Kentucky, and then it just spreads like wildfire. Everybody's doing it. It's like we talk about the death penalty with SMU all the time, one of my favorite 30-for-30s. That's being done everywhere. It was being done everywhere at the time. They just so happened to get caught and then get caught again and then get caught again. Nobody says anything about Kansas. The NCAA knows exactly what's going on there. They know exactly what's going on at Kentucky. They know what's going on at Alabama. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC, UCLA. It does not matter. Can anyone name the only three schools in America that don't cheat? There's three schools that do not cheat. Montana? Nope. Oh. Ivy League schools? Nope. <laughs> uh, it's Army, Navy, Air Force. Oh. They're the only three teams that do not cheat. Yeah, I probably should have realized that. Well, I feel foolish. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Those are the only three schools... That probably don't cheat. And then you have teams like Vanderbilt that probably cheat and they still just win two games a year. That's what upsets everybody here about the whole Jeremy Pruitt thing. If he were cheating and we were winning, it would have been fine. Nobody would have said a word. Except the NCAA, maybe. I think nobody around here would have
2: cared. I think it's a mix of we weren't winning, but also how poorly secretive they were. They they were not secretive at all. Like no. If they if they had done a better job of hiding it. I think it, that's another story, too. Because, yeah, if we were winning – because that's the thing with the whole Michigan thing. Because even Harbaugh said it then. He's like, we're innocent. Like, we've gone through this. Old, we're innocent. And now he's talking yeah. about it because it's over. The season's over. He can t- say whatever he wants. Well, he's probably going to the NFL. Yeah, and so it's not going to matter. But when, when you cheat, like you said, everyone does it. But yeah. do it in a way that's not going to be like you're doing it in front of a security camera – and you're just clearly handing off the suitcase
0: full of money. Like and don't use a university credit card That is when you're well. making these transactions. First of all, if you're ever going to commit an illegal activity, number one, you don't use a credit card. You don't write a check. You use cash. Also, how much can you withdraw at an ATM at a time? Does anybody know? A couple hundred maybe, I'm sure. Okay, use that ATM. Go get a, I, I don't know. Do not commit illegal activities with checks, Or with a card. Use cash, man. That,
2: and then also we think about what happened at Old Miss. Don't use a, you know, don't use the university
0: phone to do stuff. Yeah, don't do that.
2: Think about it for a minute.
0: Here's the thing. If they were going to use logic when buying these tickets to these games when they were doing the sign stealing, what you do is you take cash, you go buy a gift card, and then you put the tickets on said gift card. That's how you get in. Nobody's ever going to know where that went. For all we know, that could just be a nice tax write-off for the university which tax for anyway, it's a state institution. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is you can't track where that gift card is going, who it went to, and I mean, you can tell what it was used for, but you don't know who used it. You can put in a bogus name because they're not checking IDs when you're going through the gate at these football games. No, You just use the gift card. Nobody will ever know you're there. If they would have done that, they'd have probably got away with all this. And then Jim Harbaugh might still be at Michigan next year, which I don't think he's going to be, and I don't think anybody here thinks he is either brett you think he stays in michigan or is he going to the nfl
1: i think he's going to the pros yeah. i mean he's won his championship he doesn't care what happens now no i mean they can't no he doesn't care they, at all. i can take it away from him but nobody everybody saw him win it they went 15 and 0
0: like who was the national champion in basketball the 2012 2013 season
1: 2012 louisville louisville
0: that title got stripped but who do we still recognize as the national champion from that year louisville exactly marcus louisville you know why we still do that because they won the game Regardless of what happened, regardless of what they did, no amount of money or illegal activities they did contributed to the performance on the basketball court from each individual player. They still got to go work out. They still have to play the games. They still have to win the games. Yeah. Am I right? Yep. Absolutely. So Louisville's still your NCAA team. Michigan
1: definitely proved they were the best team. They won six games without him. Or whatever they played. Yeah, they played half
0: the regular season without him.
1: I mean, I know four of them didn't matter, but anybody could have coached them. But they beat some
0: big-time teams. I mean, Ohio State was a part of that group, wasn't
2: it? I mean, they beat Penn State, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, He he did not play – or he did not coach, excuse me, in the Ohio State game. So, yeah. so, So, I mean, there you go. That's your national champion. That's your national champion, regardless of whether or not the NCAA strips this title in two to three years, regardless. Michigan's your champion this year. Louisville is your champion. From 2012 2013 basketball. That's just how it is. That's people, just how and it
1: people is. People today are still thinking, you know, George is the best team in the country, you know,
0: but they lost the game. They did. Let's get Phil in here before we go to break. Philly, what's up? Jake Snake. Philly. How you doing, know
3: boys, son? Doing pretty good. I guess he's right about the Michigan there, Jake.
0: Yeah. GI Jake's always right.
1: <laughs> have the final polls come out yet
0: i have not seen anything i think yet. they
1: just they did uh, yeah i think they're out i'll look them up
0: okay brad's gonna get on that for you phil what do you think about the game last night because i just felt like that was just a just a mediocre game
3: yeah, it was mediocre they pretty much beat up panics and uh uh it's a good thing Michigan couldn't come from behind because if you get get too scared uh, the scores ahead of Michigan, they're not going to come from behind. Mitt Washington lost the game in the first half.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's where the game was really lost. Even though they scored right before halftime, you just you had a feeling it could become a game, but you knew in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, Michigan's going to go in, they're going to make adjustments at halftime, they're going to line everything up, and they are going to absolutely just take over in the we, second half, and that's uh, what they did.
1: We finished 17. 17? Yeah. Call mm-hmm.
0: it T-Martin. Seventeen, nineteen, ninety-eight. It's all adding up, people. Oklahoma
1: State was only 4 lost team ahead of us. They really? were sixteen. They were ten and four.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, that's uh, it's not bad, I guess, considering the circumstances.
0: No, not bad at all. I'll take it, and we'll just uh, we'll run with that, Phil. Now, what we're gonna do next year is the big key. Well, you got to get the offensive line situation figured out. You got to figure out who your best receivers are going to be, and I I don't want to see any more of this. You know, he's been here the longest, so he's waited his turn. He's stuck it out. He gets to play.
1: What do you think is more important, secondary or offensive line? Oh, your secondary. Next, over offensive we, line?
0: we, we got to stop people from scoring. Nico is able – like, here's the thing well, about we need
1: Nico. him upright.
0: We need him upright. However, he's going to do something that Joe Milton could not do. Nico's going to be able to alleviate pressure. He's going to be able to swim through you know, all these defensive linemen, linebackers that are coming after him, safety coming on a blitz. He's going to be able to elude him. Now, he's got to get the ball downfield. However – He's got the ability to do that, unlike Milton. Milton was a statue back there, flat-footed, didn't really move around a lot. Yeah, he could run, but he just didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what makes me so mad is that game, I think it was against UConn, where he had the 80-yard run. It might have been against uh, UTSA. But you do that, but then you're not you're not eluding pressure. You're standing back in the pocket. You're flat-footed. You're not doing anything. So that's something Nico can do, and I'm looking forward to seeing that next year.
3: Well, Penix does a good job before, and, I mean, he got hit a lot, but he – he didn't get
1: sacked
0: much.
1: No. No, but it would have forced him into two turnovers and just a lot of hurries. You know, he missed some wide open guys in that game. I mean, it could have been a lot closer. They could. I mean, they he he missed those he wasn't missing earlier in the season, all season. Really, really, the key
3: player of the game was whenever they called that holding penalty on that guy, which was borderline. Yeah, you know, yeah, getting
1: away
2: yeah, on that. Uh,
1: especially when they show and, some of the other plays that Michigan's getting away with. <laughs> I would have thought
2: you're this, not wrong, brother. I would have thought these were SEC coaches or uh, referees at first, but you know,
1: we do have an offensive lineman visiting though from Mississippi State, Percy Lewis. Is oh, we do name. have
3: somebody coming in. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He confirmed uh, yesterday that he was coming in. He started eight games for Mississippi State this past season. He's six eight three forty five. Can play yeah. guard or tackle. Yeah. So
3: hopefully uh, they get that fixed because uh, I want Nico. Not I want him to get through the year because. If he gets hurt, We're really going to be
0: for Jake Yeah, cuz you don't want gas to more playing and then your other option is going to be Jake Merklinger who I expect a red, red shirt. Uh his navy Shuler run out of eligibility at this point. <laughs> I don't know but I don't know
2: but I throw him in there if you needed to. He's uh he's got that blood in him. <laughs> he's got that gray
0: shirt? Is that what he's on now? The gray as long shirt. As
1: he's keeping daddy's money coming in. Yeah, he's got number
0: 21. That's as long as I see 21 behind center, That's I'm good. That's another
1: gonna. one that shouldn't be worn around here.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: That's a I don't really don't care for Michigan, but I like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's been persecuted uh, very similar to Bruce Pearl over here when when Bruce Pearl's running out of town. Uh, it's
0: the same type of thing. I mean, they found their their way out. I mean, let's call it like it is. They found their way to get Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan.
2: Yeah, Michigan fans aren't going to run him out, but they'll having this win. Well, if he does leave for the NFL, they can say, "Hey, appreciate the win. See you later. Uh, good luck." Well, the Michigan's
3: administration has been a warm for a Harbaugh too, and uh, this similar thing, you know, if you don't, if, if you don't have a full harmony wanting to win from, you know, the athletic department and the administration and everything else, then what's the use of staying there? Yeah. Nick Saban's gonna have that crap going on down there in Alabama. No, no,
0: no. I mean, the thing is, like, they're not gonna do anything to Nick Saban. The NCAA is never gonna do anything to him. The University of Alabama. Would well, they do
1: only do to something them. to Harbaugh, or they do something to Michigan?
0: They'll probably do something to both. Okay, because even though we all know that it was Jeremy Pruitt's staff, even yeah. though we got rid of all of them, yeah, Tennessee still gets penalties out of the deal.
1: Yeah, stupid,
0: and that and that's the biggest yeah. problem with the NCAA is the fact that you can do something like that as a coach, and you can get rid of every single one of those coaches. And all the players that were involved are no longer at the university, and the school still gets punished. His cheating
1: worked, though. If you it, compare his yeah, last three seasons compared to his previous six, or what he's been there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's crazy. At least it worked. <laughs> you can at well, least say then. that the cheating worked.
3: <laughs> yeah, and they got rid of Skull Can without having to pay him anything, but they gave him what a million out the door or what. Uh, what about the guy that oh. just?
1: What about the guy that just retired yesterday, Kevin Steele?
0: Oh God, we paid him. $900,000 to go watch Netflix for two weeks.
1: What was there, two weeks?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: They're like the federal government. No, they us print the money. <laughs> no.
0: I mean, you're not wrong, Phil. Let, oh, my goodness. We paid a guy $975,000 to watch Netflix Gosh, for two weeks. It's crazy.
3: If I'll get any more good info, I'll put it on, or I'm listening to the – Jack the Snake Show.
0: See you. Appreciate the phone call, Philly. Stay with us. We're going to bring back a former personality when we return. Uh she has uh or she was here at the station basically when it started. So we're gonna bring her back on. Sammy Kincaid joins us next right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the
4: to- coach? I've been moving Carlos start no trouble with me trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me don't pull up at 6am to cut with me you know how i like it when you love loving on me i don't wanna die for them to miss me
0: I see the back here on the GI Jake show right here on Fan Run Radio please to be joined by one of the OG members of Fan Run Radio Sammy Kincaid. Sammy how are you today
4: Hello. Good morning, you guys. I am so thrilled to be back on FanRun. It's, it's pretty surreal. It's kind How of where everything started.
0: How long has it been? Has it been seven years, six years?
4: It would have been in 2015, I want to say, is whenever I was um, doing stuff with Nate. And um, I was doing more of the digital side of things, but I would come on once a week, and it was it was great. But it was a lot of fun, some of the digital videos that we did uh it, It was a little bit more of a hot takes approach that we took, so it
0: was fun. There you go. That is exactly how we like it here at Fan Run Radio. Sammy, national championship game last night, Michigan-Washington, and you wanted it to be a good game. We all wanted it to be a good game, and it just it kind of gave that, almost like I mentioned earlier, a C grade on the grading scale. (laughs) Just because, you know, you want to have a good game in your national championship. You want to have those games – that go into overtime like we've seen. We want to have those games that are a one-score game at the end and either someone fails to make a play or the defense makes a play to completely seal the deal. And we just didn't get that last night. You know, Michigan comes out, they bully Washington, they slow down Michael Penix, and eventually win the national championship. Whether or not they get to keep it is still yet to be seen. But all in all, uh, another year where we just don't have the championship game that we hope for.
4: No, absolutely. I saw somebody tweeted at us this morning that it was like a NASCAR short track. Yes. And I got a pretty good laugh whenever I saw that tweet this morning. But it really was. And I, I really thought Washington, they started to make a comeback there in the second half. And I was like, man, they're really going to make this a game. And no, it just, it, it continued to be the run game flow. And um, it, it, it really was a little disappointing. I thought it did have the potential, especially with how Phoenix has been playing. I thought it, I thought he was going to have a night. Um, So, props to Michigan's defense because um, that's what really took me by surprise is how um, they were able to limit him the way that they did. But, I I mean, it was uh, was quite the snooze fest and a little disappointing.
0: (laughs) Quite the snooze fest indeed. And when you look at the final rankings for college football this year, Tennessee coming in at 17th, with some pretty high expectations for next year, given the fact that you do have a quarterback that you allegedly paid $8 million for. And when you finish 17th, he has the performance that he has in the Citrus Bowl. And, I mean, realistically, yeah, we beat him to death. We beat him 35 to nothing. However, when you look at the stat line, you look at it and it's like, oh, that's, uh, the touchdowns are cool, but everything else just kind of just meh. So what is your expectation for Tennessee going into next football season?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to see a lot of some younger guys that you're going to see next season. And I think it was great that they were able to get some experience against an Iowa team that, yes, the offense is uh, not the greatest, not a great offense, but with their defense, it's one of the top defenses in the country. So with that, I think that your my expectations for the offense, that they were able to operate the way that they were, they're pretty high going into next season. Um, I think that was a huge thing to take from – the win over Iowa is how these young guys were able to step up and be enrolled they weren't necessarily in for the rest of the season so I think that's a huge thing to take into next season and starting out at 17 you got to think about it. you only got to get to 12 now exactly You don't have to get to four although you want to be in that top four you don't have to be in the top four to be able to play in that national championship game now so I don't think it's a terrible place to start I would have probably a little bit higher just because of how dominating that win was, um, but it, it's not a terrible place to start.
0: Not a bad place at all. And you mentioned the 12-team playoff coming up next year, which I think a lot of people are happy to see whether it's going to be enough or not. You know, this is the card that we're dealt. And it avoids a situation like we had this year because in the past it has been, okay, well, who are the four most deserving teams? Or who are the four best teams? And quite frankly, this year it seemed like that criteria – didn't fit either of those two categories because I think if you were to take the four best teams, Georgia would have to be in that mix. I would think that. And if you want to take the four most deserving teams, you had to throw Florida State in. Well, you didn't get either of them in, and it did produce a great pair of semifinals matchups, which was great. But much like – or not at all like last year. Last year was just completely a terrible championship game. I don't ever want to see that again. And you have to think that in a dark room somewhere – Those officials met and said, we cannot let this happen again. Well, it wasn't as bad as last year, like we'd said, but at least it's better than what we got. But now, we don't have to worry about that. You might still have a championship game that is a dud every now and again, but the 12-team playoff, at least we're going to get a true national champion out of the deal, and it could have a Cinderella story for that 12-team.
4: You get a little bit of that March Madness uh, effect into it whenever you have the 12 teams. And being at UCF for the time that I was during the 2017 season where they went undefeated and then in 2018 in the regular season, go undefeated, win the conference championship. And in either of those seasons, you don't make it to the playoff, even though you were undefeated. And you did have some bigger wins in those in that time, and you, of course everyone knows the 2017 season ending with the national championship, which I do have a ring, and it is in the <laughs> NCAA record book, so I will argue that they are national champions um, because they they ended up, it was the Quali Matrix that voted them number one. So it is official that they share it with Alabama for that 2017 season, but you would have been able to fix something like that, where they're not getting in for those two seasons. If it was 12 teams, they absolutely would have been in. Uh Granted this season. Would Liberty have been able to keep up? No. And so, no. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have some teams like that that probably get in that they really probably shouldn't have one of those top 12 spots. But again, you never know. It's exactly like what I was saying at UCF. People kept saying there's no way they deserve in. But the amount of talent, it was something different on that roster. Even though they weren't as big, they were small, they were fast. And it, just how fast they played, it was it was incredible, and that's why Auburn wasn't able to keep up in the second half. Whenever they UCF won that Peach Bowl, so I mean, you never know it's what could possibly be on Liberty's roster. But I think we saw with this year that uh, I don't know if they would have been able to keep up this year right. if it was the 12th team. Right.
0: Well, I mean, and you make the point there. You know, look at who UCF beat in the Peach Bowl. They beat an SEC team. You could have made the yes. argument for them to get in that year. They might have been able to at least make it a game, unlike Cincinnati, Auburn, who just got F- rolled. And
4: Auburn beat. Yes, and Auburn beat Alabama that season, so Alabama shouldn't even been in the playoffs to begin with. Um, but because Georgia beat Auburn in the SEC championship game, that's why Auburn ended up in the Peach Bowl with UCS.
0: Absolutely, shifting gears now to basketball, we're talking with Sammy Kincaid, a fan run OG. Tennessee now ranked fifth, coming off a dominant performance against Ole Miss the other night. Headed down to Starkville tomorrow. Overall, on the Tennessee basketball season, we've had a lot of mixed reviews. And I'm in the camp that this might be one of the most talented rosters that Rick Barnes has been able to assemble. This might be his best roster that he has had so far as far as depth and just the talent that he's got over there. Is this team Final Four good?
4: I'm right there with you. I think this is a a team that is absolutely going to be – I mean, it's really tough whenever you talk about March Madness and making it to the Final Four – because you never know what can happen. That's why it's called March Madness. But I think that this is a team that absolutely can compete for that as long as they stay disciplined during the March Madness run. Um, I think they are so talented. And the fact that I don't know if it was because it's early on with Ole Miss ranked too high um, or if if they are ranked where they should have been, I I think it's just incredible that they were able to put up the most points than any other team has on Ole Miss while also limiting – on Miss to the fewest amount of points they've scored this season. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways because that means you're getting it done offensively and defensively and just how Tennessee has been able to. They're, they're known for their strength shooting around the perimeter, but they're getting it done down low as well. And I think that's what's just making them so difficult right now and what will make them difficult down the stretch as you get further into SEC play.
0: Absolutely. Do you have a dark horse team right now that you're looking at? It's like, okay, this team might be able to make a deep run in March. It's like somebody outside the top 15 that you see, and it's like, well, it's there. I don't know if they'll win at all, but they definitely have that potential to make a deep run.
4: I'm about to have a pretty hot take for being on the radio in Knoxville right now. Um, But – and I'm actually going to switch it up on you a little bit because I I don't know for men because I I do call a lot of women's basketball games. So I'm going to switch it up on you and and switch to the women's side. Somebody that's not ranked right now that I think in the SEC people are going to have to keep an eye on is Vanderbilt. Um, wow. The Vandy women's basketball team is going to – I know I said this is about the be a hot take on a Knoxville radio station, but that's games I call a lot of. And what Shea Ralph has done to that roster, I think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise this season. And I think that they're a team that you're going to have to really scout a lot more than previous years. Last year they only had six scholarship players that could play – and she has turned this program really into a um, a clone of UConn and everything that she was doing there as an assistant at UConn. It's, um, it, it, that's probably my dark horse uh, on the women's basketball side. I'll have to do a little bit more digging on the men's side.
0: Sounds good. And Let's, let's uh, shift gears one more time to the NFL and what all transpired this past weekend. Marcus, sitting back behind the production board, is very happy. His Titans are ruined the Jaguars' chance at a playoff run. Now, what comes with that, you go from the fifth pick to now the seventh overall pick. It really seemed like there was a game in which, you know, what is there to really play for? What is the benefit to winning this game? Not necessarily shave points, but maybe just hand off the win, in a sense, to get you that fifth overall pick. And they didn't do it. Instead, we have a fight before the game with fans two fights during the game, and one fight after. These are just ones that I saw. I I don't know how many more took place, but that was one of the things that I took away from my visit to Nashville this weekend. Where do you see the NFL playoffs? Who's going to play in the Super Bowl this year? Because right now I'm riding high on the San Francisco 49ers. That was another futures bet that I placed, by the way. That one didn't have as good as odds as Michigan did back in the summer, but I did place that one as well. So who are your picks to be in the Super Bowl? I'll
4: give you one team that I think is going to win it all. Okay. And this has no bias at all behind it. It's not that I grew up in Miami Dolphins fan at all. I'm going to put Miami <laughs> winning it all. <laughs> Marcus, what say you? I grew you? up right here in Nashville, but I uh, grew up a Dolphins fan, so I, I'm pretty happy right now that my team uh, is sitting all right. It wasn't the greatest game on Sunday as well against the Bills, but um, that they're at least sitting well and have a chance at, at winning it all still.
2: Well, I I hate to to bring it to th- like, you know, conspiracy theories, but if you have heard anything on the internet about the NFL Super Bowl <laughs> logo and the color schemes uh conspiracy going around, it seems like Baltimore and the 49ers might be making it, so Uh I I do like Miami. The only thing I worry about and and since you're you're a fan, maybe you can actually kind of delve into it. Miami has felt like the k- kind of team that does Better at home than on the road. So losing that game to Buffalo obviously took away that that higher seed, sending them to Kansas City. Um, I do think Kansas City's struggling this year, but I do wonder, do you have any worry about Miami going into Arrowhead and, and being able to pull out the win?
0: Oh,
4: absolutely I do. Tua has not been playing um, well with – Of his starters being out. Um, That has been very evident. It's really been ever since the Titans game. Whenever you had Tyreek go down in the Titans game, that's really whenever you started to see a little bit of a downfall. And with the players around him not being the typical guys that are around him, he has not been playing well. So I am extremely, I'm not going to lie, I'm extremely worried going into the game against Kansas City. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep faith. I'm gonna keep faith, you guys. We're not gonna bring the party down right now. We're gonna keep faith. Uh, hopefully, some of the guys can get healthy um, so that they're back around him because it, that is, I think, what's been really key is um, he hasn't played the same way as the first half of the season. It was really with that Titans game. It was really whenever you started to see a little bit of a change.
1: Uh. Not to go back to women's basketball, but you said you cover that m- mainly. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, people have been very down on Kelly Harper here in Knoxville. Uh, just wanted to see what the thoughts were in your area of expertise, I guess, and just see. Uh, I mean, people have called for her head. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, can't lose to down in Huntsville to MTSU. I mean, that's never happened. You know, I know Rekia Jackson's been out yeah. quite a bit. Uh, but just kind of some quick thoughts on where she stands and what you're thinking on her.
4: I, I think that you can't um, – well, yes, the non-conference games, they matter. You can't get too down, though, because, like you said, Rakia Jackson, she was out for a lot of that. And now having her back, that's a huge puzzle piece that's back. And while, yes, it's MTSU and um, you shouldn't be losing to MTSU, they do have a solid program, I actually have the Ultimate Tennessee podcast that comes out on Tuesday nights, actually. And um, I had on an insider talking about Lady Vols um, a couple weeks ago, talking about Rakia Jackson and just how that has kind of changed just the um, rotation that Kelly Harper's been able to use and why things may change going forward um, and might see a little bit more success going forward. And I think that started getting your first SEC win. Are uh, two SEC wins now, and so now you got Florida. Um, can you keep it going? I think that's the biggest thing is how they're able to start SEC play and get some momentum and get uh, a little bit more confidence. Because I think that was the big thing. You saw them be challenged in the non-conference season. If you look at the the schedule, they played, I think it was five or six ranked teams. Um, that's more than most teams play in the non-conference. Or non-conference part of the schedule, and so for them to do that, and in, in the um, a- you had the ACC challenge, and it was a it was a three-game stretch where they played Ohio State. Um, it was like the top three teams in women's basketball that they played back to back to back three games in a row, and so for them to do that in the non-conference schedule, that's not a typical non-conference schedule. So I wouldn't get too down about the Lady Vols right now. It's just are they able to come together as a team? I think that's where they really struggled last season. They had so many good individual players that just struggled finding being able to play together. Um, and so I, I think that was a big emphasis, listening to Kelly Harper this off season, that that was a big emphasis, trying to get them to play together and approaching the season a little bit different. And I think that that will pay off as you get into SEC play, and it's already started to pay off getting the first two wins.
0: Absolutely. Sammy, thank you so much for your time. Tell us where to find you on Twitter.
4: Absolutely. I keep it pretty simple. It's just Sammy Kincaid, (laughs)
0: S-A-M-I-K-I-N-C-A-I-D. Must be nice because I cannot do that with my name considering Jake Miller is one of the most (laughs) common names that probably any of us have ever seen. Let's call that like it is. It's a pretty (laughs) common name combo. Sammy, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk soon.
4: Absolutely. Thank you,
0: guys. Talking with Sammy Kincaid, one of the OG members here at Fan Run Radio. Her appearance is brought to you by our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric locally and family owned and operated with 67 combined years of experience located 8913 Oak Ridge Highway give them a call today 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com it's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan you heard about it right here on Fan Run Radio stay with us final segment of hour number one coming up right here on the G.I. Jake show on Fan Run Radio Rogers Utility Final segment of hour number one, the G.I. Jake Show. It's Fan Run Radio. Guys, go pick you up some White Claw Hard Seltzer. Love me. Some Mango White Claws. That's my favorite flavor. Go pick up some White Claw today. Must be 21 or older. Please drink responsibly. Guys, we were lied to. We were lied to. Who lied to us? Everybody. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Everybody lied to us. Okay. We're just going to say everybody. Because last night, one of the biggest anticipations we had, and it wasn't just us, my buddy Jake Crane from Crane & Company down at the Daily Wire, mentioned this as well. The only reason that a lot of us stayed up through the duration of that game was for the EA Sports college football video game release. What did we not get last night, Marcus?
2: Well... Because I'm assuming we've been lied to. Uh, we did not get a trailer or any kind of confirmation of a release. Brett. For, yep. What
0: did, we, what did we not get last night?
1: We got no game, Jake.
0: We got no not game. Even not even a preview. Not even a preview.
1: Not even a snip.
0: No. You know what bothers me the most about this? Think about how long we have waited for this video game. The last one was released in July of 2013. This is a video game that a lot of people played. The Caller Jamie... Jamie would sit down for hours and play this game. Back before we could download rosters, you either had to buy a memory card off of eBay and hope that it was right for the roster, or you had to sit there and you had to build it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. July rolls around. PlayStation 2. Get a copy of the game. Mom comes in. So how's the game? I don't know, Mom. I'm still making my rosters. (laughs) Going in, putting in names, making sure the numbers are right. And this guy named Jake Miller for the University of Tennessee. It was a 99 overall. 99 in each attribute. And we're not getting that. Do we even know if we're going to get this game? Because right now, I'm not too confident that we are. DR of all said it best. This is the J.J. Peterson of video games.
1: Oh... I mean, what could it possibly be at this point? I don't know. Is it the portal stuff? I mean, I mean like
0: Then you do what they do on Madden and 2K. You just update the roster. Actually, that'd be a great idea. Can 2K yeah. get the rights to it? Because 2K is actually going to give you good gameplay outside of the actual game itself. They're going to have storylines that you do outside of it. Matter of fact, they had the best college basketball game because everyone wants to say, oh, well, EA Sports. Uh, college basketball was the last good game and it come out in 2009 2010 no the best basketball game came out in 2007 college hoops 2k8 by 2k sports they made the best basketball game i would love for them to get the rights to the football game as well because they actually made the best nfl game of all time
1: yeah well don't they have enough people like can sprinkle in over here to do a little college football while they're doing the nfl ones
0: I mean, do the NFL. I mean,
1: they're popping NHL games, NASCAR games. Oh, they're not even doing
0: NASCAR anymore. Oh, I
1: know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed doing those. Those were fun. Yeah.
0: You know, EA Sports used to be the best creator of sports video games in the world. And you got to think back in the 90s and early 2000s, there were a lot of them. Once all those started dying out, like 989 Sports and some of these other companies, guess what? They got lazy. And when you get lazy, it usually means you have no competition. They didn't even want to deal with the NBA anymore. They took a break from NBA Live for a few years, brought it back, and then finally in 2019, it's like, okay, well, we can't put a product on the on the market that's as good as 2K. So they just quit. And then 2K got lazy. 2K sports. 989 Sports. Resurrect yourself. Make me a college football video game and a college basketball video game. Was that the most disappointing thing that happened last night other than the game? <laughs> probably i mean here's- like christmas is ruined well I, I, next
2: year's christmas no this christmas we've already passed it <laughs> okay. well here's what i'll say uh the last tweet by the the account was actually a retweet of ohio state buckeyes of uh, the ohio state athletics showing a sneak preview of brutus in the new game which was back on November 22nd of 2022. So they have been silently working. Uh, They did say in a tweet back in 2021, we look forward to sharing more information as we develop uh, as development progresses in the next couple of years. We've gotten one update since then. Uh, I believe they still think it's going to come out in the summer of this year. But it could get delayed again, especially if we're not getting the preview that we all thought we were going to get. All I ask from EA, give me the graphics of Madden, but give me the actual gameplay of the NCAA football game that we all know and love. And if you want my personal opinion, I'd love for it to go back to the best version, which was the 08 year with the Boise State quarterback as the cover. That was the best one. No, it wasn't Kellen Moore. It was the guy with the tattoos. It was the one – he was the guy that the, the famous play against Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. No, I can't, don't know the I can't, can't remember think of that name. guy's name. But yeah, that, no. was, the oh, Johnson. that yeah. was the best one. That was the best NCAA football game that they ever came out with. The others weren't bad. Just wasn't as good as that one.
0: See, I think 06 was the best. Is that the one with Tebow? No, that's one with uh, Des Howard on the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that one actually had a soundtrack to it. So, some of the bumpers that we actually play or are going to play – throughout the next coming months are sometimes going to be songs from that game just because you hear it, and it automatically unlocks that memory. It's like, oh, I remember which game this was in. Yeah. But, I mean, think about that. All the NIL going around, because there were some issues, people like Caleb Williams thought that he should get paid more than, I think it was, what, $500 to be in the game? Yeah. And then you had the quarterback from Mississippi State say, I just hope they get my speed right. Yeah, I, just,
2: I mean, not that I'm the yeah. uh, the prime example of an athlete, but if I were to be in that game, I would just want to be in the game. Like, I, I wouldn't care yeah. about the money of it, and that's just me because I'm a fan of the game. But I understand some people want that, but, I mean, to be able to say, hey, I'm in a video game before Madden, like, yeah. I, I, I can play as myself during the college years, probably some of the best times of your life before the NFL just steals it away from you like you know, yeah. that's what i would want
1: yeah it says ea had been working with one team partners on a deal that would see players given 500 dollars for their name image and likeness to be included in the game and no royalties
0: well something just hit me guys oh think about how old these freshmen are going into college 18 years old mm-hmm. 19 years old 20 years old for your sophomores and juniors Think about what age they would have been when the last version of this game came out. They'd have been 8, 9, and 10. And for uh, your incoming freshman, would have been about 6 or 7. Think about that. They probably never even got to play this game. How crazy is that to think about? That they probably never played one of the greatest sports no. video games that was ever assembled. Because there are people that still play it to this day. Christian Skelton, former intern for Talk Sports, he and I would sit out here in the lobby. I'd bring the Xbox, which, by the way, I have in my car. We might hook it up here in a minute. I actually, no, we won't because I don't have time for that. But we would sit there and play that game for hours upon hours just because you love the nostalgia of it. He somehow got the rosters for this past year and implemented them into the system.
2: I'm going to throw something out at you. What you got? Could this have been... A big marketing ploy. Could EA have sent out Well, little... it was the
0: worst marketing ploy ever no, because they're not giving us a game. No,
2: but think about this for a second. What if EA was like, sent out little leaks saying, oh, we're going to release something during college football's championship game and then nothing happens. Who's trending on Twitter or X right now? Who is being talked about constantly? Who is being tagged and saying, hey, you lied to me on a regular basis?
0: Well, I'm not going to buy from them.
2: I'm just saying, like this could be a big marketing ploy. Like, hey, I don't have to spend a dime. All I have to do is send out a little leaks. People are talking about us again, and then we'll release something
0: saying, "Oops, we forgot," or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, bottom line is, it's all ridiculous. Give us our video game. Give it to us this summer. That's gonna do it for hour number one, hour number two of the GI Jake Show. Coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
1: Ever been the